A Life of Bliss. Being the biography of Bachelor Bliss with Brenda Bruce as Anne, Colin Gordon as Tony, Muriel Pavlo as Tina, and George Cole as the shy young bachelor himself, David Alexander Bliss. Does Bliss consider the English are still too reserved? My Machiavellian pretext for a recent visit aimed at trapping him into a session of verbal gymnastics. Oh, I've never found Englishmen all that reserved myself. Particularly when it comes to talking to strangers on trains. No? Tell you the story of their life at the drop of a guard's flag. How about English women? Ah, oh, no, now, look, I'm, I'm not unaware that that's a catch question. In what way? In the hope of getting me so embarrassed I get myself in a tangle. The thought never crossed my mind. Yes, well, I'll go no further than say that it's not entirely unknown. Meaning what? But there have been times when I've caught women unawares on trains. <laughs> times when I've tangled with women on trains. <laughs> times when I've talked women into it on... This is my stop. Mine too. Back to the present and to the fellow's house where David, his married sister Anne, and brother-in-law Tony will soon be operating the hotline. So, Marlowe and Ridgeway's export department is open for business at last, eh? Yes, and I'm already feeling sorry I've got the job of running it. Why? I've got to entertain a VIP overseas buyer. Bye-bye buyer, bye-bye job. Giovanni Francesco Bergonzi. The VIP? Buys for his father's chain of department stores. He's about 30, speaks perfect English with a slight accent, and, as Mr. Marlowe put it, he's a handsome-looking sort of fella. I've got it on my hands for two days, and it's going to be quite a headache. I'll be only too glad to take him off your hands in between times. In between times? In between Tony going to the office and coming home again. <laughs> no reaction, Tony? None. Are you that sure of me? No. That sure you'd get the same reaction from a 30-year-old Italian. Where's something hard and heavy? On top of David's shoulders. I thought he might like to go to the local theatre, so I've booked seats for tonight and lunch at the Rothschild. What's on this week? Almost anything. It's a la carte. <laughs> oh, oh, the theatre. Oh, some touring Shakespearean company in the Merry Wives of Windsor. Knowing what to talk about is my trouble. Talking at all is your trouble. Oh, I must be on my way. Bye-bye, Psyche. Be a good dog, won't you, eh? <laughs> Psyche, stop that. Psyche. She's wishing you luck with Signor... Giovanni Francesco Bergonzi. Oh, even the name makes me weak at the knees. Never your strongest point. <laughs> now, listen. I made a point of being firm when I booked lunch at the Rothschild, so I should have avoided the first pitfall. What's that? Get a table behind one of those pillars they have there, and people have been known to starve to death. <laughs> Waiter. Waiter. Waiter! I'm sorry, Signor Bergonzi, only it's a bit difficult to catch their eye from behind one oh, of these... Oh, my dear boys, it's of no consequence. Well, you wouldn't say that if you knew what it was like here. Yeah? People have been known to starve to death behind one... Ah, here comes one now. Uh, pillar! That, um... <laughs> Waiter! Waiter! Oh, there's a menu on that table over there. I'll pop oh, across... No, 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 don't bother, old boy. I already know what I will have. Prawn cocktail and for the main dish, steak tartare. Oh, how's that done, exactly? It is not done. The steak is raw. Raw? It is better for you. It retains all the goodness. Oh, always providing you can retain it. <laughs> uh, chopped up, garnished with hard-boiled eggs and papers, served with salad and French dressing. I promise you, delicioso. Well, okay, if you say it's delicioso, I'll risk it and have the same. Now then, if I can just get hold of a waiter. Oh, no, hurry, old boy. If necessary, the danger of starvation is easily averted. We have, after all, tablecloths. So? Set fire to it and send up smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt if that'll be necessary. There's one heading our way now. Oh, Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Column, pillar, uh, waiter, waiter. Have you got a box of matches? 
before resorting to such inflammatory tactics, I suggest we relax for a little. I'm terribly sorry, Signor Bagonzi, but I, I did make uh, a special please, point about... There's no need to explain, uh, but you will call me Giovanni, see? Yes. Uh, and you are terribly sorry. <laughs> oh, my name you mean? Oh, Signor Bliss, but you can call me Mr. David Bliss, but you can call me Esquire. David. I uh, have the impression you are perhaps a little nervous. Mm, a tribute to your powers of observation. A little, yes. Truth is, you're the very first overseas buyer I've ever entertained. And you have me on your hands for two days. You know, I do not envy you, David. Well, I can honestly say it's a pleasure, VIP. There's Giovanni. Uh, I think I will stave off the pangs of hunger with a roll and butter. Me too. Yeah, I've made one or two tentative arrangements, Giovanni, but um, the butter's here, look. But uh, if there's anything you'd specially like to do... Ah, uh, please... now I know precisely what I would like. Then just say the word. I would like a girl. Well, your wish is my command... Girl? A girl. A member of the opposite? Yes, of course she would be, wouldn't she? A girl, yes. You wouldn't like to say another word. I mean, that is, I, I, I thought perhaps you'd like to go to Windsor and spend the night with a merry wife. <laughs> go, go to the theatre tonight and see the merry wives. Uh, no. No? A moment ago you called me, I think, VIP, a slip of the tongue, naturally. Oh, very naturally. It means, I think, very important person, see? See. So it is of importance to your employer that my every wish... Is satisfied. And so... You wish to satisfy a girl. No, no, you wish me to find you a girl. A nice young girl of, say, 22 or 3. Offhand, I wouldn't know where to lay my hands on one. And that could have been better put. I wouldn't wish you to be under any misapprehension. Oh, believe me, I'm not. My intentions, as you English say, are purely honorable. Yes, and as we English reply, you can tell that to the Marie... <laughs> merely, merely by looking at you. Tell what precisely? Well, you're not that sort of Marine. But a sort of sailor, a man. I don't wish to lose my temper. Oh, I don't wish that either, but I You say... English have now changed till you are Victorian, sweet Puritans. You have such attitude to sex, you think only wrong things. Never, never do you think a man wants to meet girl for the sake of company and for this sake only. That a man can be lonely, see, as I am lonely, travel all the time all over Europe, buy merchandise for my father. But no, no, you think a man always wants girl for other reason. And I'm finding this disgusting. You understand disgusting. And you... You, I am disappointed, bitterly disappointed. You're right, Signor Bergonzi. Absolutely right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. I am. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I'll fix something up for tonight. Ah, of course, and perhaps then we will dine here, huh? Yes, but not behind the pillar. Ah, but this is no longer a problem. Losing my temper has attracted the attention of our waiter. Well, oh, yes, there you are, waiter. Now then, let's see. To start with, we want two girl cocktails. <laughs> two French girls in the raw. There are two... Two hard-boiled dishes we can have a caper with. Um... Well, Giovanni's certainly making my job easy for me. Ah, knows exactly what he'd like to do. That is a help, then. He'd like a girl. Yes, well, that shouldn't be... A girl? A member of the opposite sex. He didn't seriously have the nerve to ask you to find me one. Yes. Well, just like that. Just like that. The cheek of it. And, of course, you uh, you apologized profusely. You said you simply didn't know anybody. No, said I'd fix something up tonight. Well, I should think so, too. But what do you say? What? <laughs> that I'd fix something up tonight. Oh, for goodness sake, David, even... Even you must see the complications. Not to mention... The danger. Not to mention that. You know, I'm surprised at you two. True, I had the same reaction at first, but then that's me. I expected better of you. A more liberal outlook, but no. No, do you know what you are? Typically English. Typically puritanical. Narrow-minded, in fact. I'm sorry, but there it is. So narrow-minded that you automatically jump to the wrong conclusion. It doesn't occur to you, does it, that he might want the company of a girl for the sake of the sex and for that sex alone. <laughs> <laughs> the sake of her company. 
it, it doesn't occur to you that a man can sometimes be lonely, particularly a man like Giovanni, who spends his life travelling all over girls. <laughs> travelling all over Europe, buying girls for his father. But, merchandise. No, no. You can only think of the other reason. Well, I must say, I agree with Giovanni. I am finding myself very disappointing. I'm finding myself disappointed in you. Bitterly disappointed. I hate to have to say this about your brother, darling. A complete uh, mental collapse. Oh, it's bound to happen sooner or later, of course. There was so little holding it up. A, a genuine egghead. David, an intellectual. No, soft on top and doomed to end up cracked. <laughs> All right, go on. But isn't it just conceivable that his intentions might be honourable? Not when he happens to be a hot-blooded Italian. And what's that? But the typical English attitude towards foreigners. Oh, don't be silly. Everybody knows about Latin lovers. Well, Tony was never hot-blooded then. Never. I resent that. <laughs> uh, uh, come to think of it, I do seem to remember one evening when we were courting. Mind you, it was a very hot summer that year. In other words, you admit you're wrong about Giovanni. I certainly don't. Then perhaps you tell me the difference. Uh, I can't get used to you in the role of free thinker. Man's answer to Bridget Brophy. I do know that you're wrong, though. But how can you know I'm wrong when... Oh, that'll be Tina. I left a message at her office. All right, I'll let her in and leave you to Tony. Fix up friend Giovanni with a girlfriend and you'll really be asking for trouble. But how can you possibly say that? You, you're talking about a man you don't even know. Oh, for heaven's sake, David, ask Tina what she thinks. You'll what I think about him. Oh, hello, darling. <laughs> hello, Psyche. We were just discussing David's VIP Italian. Apparently he's making David's life terribly easy. Oh. Knows exactly what he wants to do. Save you all the trouble then, darling. He wants a girl. Then who's to say him? A girl? A member of the opposite sex. Oh, he didn't seriously have the cheek. Yeah, careful, careful. Bridget Brophy's got nothing on David today. <laughs> Give him the chance, he launches into a speech as long as any of her novels. Yes, and with some equally purple patches. Uh, what about them? The dewy-eyed innocence of swarthy-faced Latins. Mm, I adore Italian. Ah, you see? A liberal mind at last. It's a good job too, darling. I'm counting on your help. With what? Well, fixing Giovanni up with a girlfriend for this evening. Now, uh, I don't think I can help you there. Well, I suppose it is a bit late in the day to spring it on you. I was thinking of him springing at her later tonight. Yeah, there you, you are. see, you too. It's terribly risky, honey. Well, what possible risk could there be in us having dinner as a foursome? As a foursome? Giovanni and I, you and the girl. Oh, that's different. You didn't mention that before. I didn't mention it because everybody was too busy jumping to conclusions. Okay, then. Now, let's see. Who can we think of? Um, I know. How about that friend of yours? Of mine? Friend of an ex-girlfriend. We went to her party not so long ago. Of course, ago. Linda Lloyd. She seemed the right type, nice and gay. Yes, very. Well, I've got a phone number down somewhere. You're right, Linda's game for anything. And she's the one you want. <laughs> I shall ignore that. Oh, here we are. 5892902. You know them, don't you, Tony? No, sort of. I know Vincent Lloyd's loaded. And the Dursula Lloyd's intelligent enough, but no free thinker. Well, Linda's old enough to think for herself. I know, but if you get Mum on the line, I shouldn't mention Giovanni. Oh, don't worry, I won't. I'll let Linda break the news to her about him. I always got on well with Mrs. Lloyd myself, but you're right. She's no free thinker, not where... 5892902. Oh, hello. Is that you, Linda? No, her mother. Oh, hello, Mrs. Lloyd. It's Bridget here. <laughs> Bridget? Bridget Brophy. Oh, no, Bridget Bliss. Oh, no, novel Bliss. D David. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what I was free thinking of. Or what, what I was thinking of. Does your lover happen to be there? My what? You, you're, you're Linda. Only I, I'd like a quick word with her in Italian. Um, in Italian? No, no, no. I was thinking of something else. Could I have a word with her, do you think? Hold on and I'll call her. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Hotblood. <laughs> Mrs. Lloyd. I don't know what's come over me this evening. Oh, you 
the same the night you came to the party. Hold on, David. Yes, right up. Why didn't somebody remind me what I was like on the phone? You better warn Linda you got into a muddle with her mother. And keep your voice down in case she's still around. Yes, okay. Hello? Oh, hello. Listen, Linda, I got into a fair-sized old muddle with your mother. This is still her mother. Well, then it's bigger than both of us. <laughs> uh, that is, I, I'm afraid I've mixed you up with your daughter again. I'm sorry. No need to be. Either about that or the general confusion. Well, it's jolly nice of you. Apart from one minor reference, I managed to make sense of it. Linda's just coming, by the way. Oh, good. Meanwhile, perhaps we could clear up the question of the Italian. Oh, no, no. I'm going to let Linda break the news to you about him. <laughs> about who? Gio... Gee, Gio, gosh, I, 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 see, I see what you're getting at now. And the explanation of that is that... You're um, taking Italian lessons. I'm, I'm taking Italian lessons. Oh, but why should that be of interest to Linda? Um, well, uh... Hand over the mouthpiece. Hand over the mouthpiece. Numbskull! <laughs> you numbskull! You numbskull! No, 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 not, not you, Mrs. Lloyd. Uh, I was uh, talking to somebody at this end. Uh, hold on, would you? You seem to remember Linda saying she'd like to learn Italian, so you were going to give her your chap's name, right? Right. Hello, Mrs. Lloyd? Uh, let's see, where were we? Oh, yes, I, I seem to remember Linda saying she'd like to learn Italian, so I was... You were going to recommend your tutor? Yes. I'll hand you over to Linda. All oh, right. Hello, David. Hello, Linda. Listen, I got into a mother and a father of a mother with your father. <laughs> With your mother. Uh, not to worry. If she asks me about it, I've got the perfect answer. What did you ring up about? Well, it's a bit late in the day to ask you, but Tina and I were wondering if you'd like to make up a foursome for dinner tonight with an Italian friend of mine. Italian? Giovanni Francesco Bergonzi. He's 30, very good-looking, speaks... Mm, say no more. He doesn't need to speak. <laughs> what time and where? Better all meet round here. Yeah, about uh, half past seven at Tony and Anne's. Great. I'll be there. Bye, David. No, no, Linda, wait. You don't even know what the muddle was about, so how can you possibly have the perfect answer for your mother? Simple. I shall remind her who she was talking to. <laughs> that makes sense. You never do. <laughs> Till 7.30. Goodbye. If I'm to bath, change me back here in... In uh, just over an hour. I must fly. Don't bother to see me out, darling. Bye. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. Know something? Hmm? Linda's right. The fact that I'm perpetually muddled has all the advantages of a dense fog. Dense strikes the right note. <laughs> Well, people don't expect to see anything clearly. Result is, I can get away with anything. Well, I shouldn't be too sure you've got away with it tonight yet. Vincent Lloyd's a prominent figure in the town, knows everybody who's anybody, including, at a guess, your Mr. Marlowe. More than likely. And it's not just a question of having dinner with Giovanni as a foursome. No? No, it's what he might have in mind for afters. <laughs> to get out into the cool night air. It is also a lovely night. And it was a gorgeous dinner. Uh, you wait here, see? I will bring the car round to you. Hey, it's a Bentley, isn't it, David? Yes, he's hired it while he's over here. Special bodywork, actually. Mm, I know. So is the car. <laughs> yeah, but, listen, Linda, I'm, I'm, I'm not jumping to conclusions, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And uh, it wasn't just a question of having dinner with Giovanni. It wasn't? Well, no. He might just be after us having you. Sounded um... <laughs> Irish to me. A nasty-minded Irishman at that. Mm. He, he might try to get you on your own. Now, you wouldn't want to be left alone with him, would you? Oh, dear, wouldn't I? <laughs> uh, no, I suppose not. Well, in other words, we'll have to ask him to drive you home first, then drop Tina and me off at her flat afterwards. I can walk from there, okay? Well, he wouldn't be human if he didn't suggest dropping us off first. Well, then we'll have to be firm and ask him to make it the other way round. It mustn't make it too obvious, though. Wouldn't do to offend him. Well, I think you can count on me to handle it tactfully. Think again. I already have, and I've got me worried. 
You'd better have an excuse ready. Well, it's nearly midnight, and Linda... And Mother doesn't like me to be late. Oh, better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah, another thing. I don't think we should go in the front. Why, no, it's not. Well, because if you were sitting beside him, it might... Well, it might give him... Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. Fiddle-dee-dee, indeed. I've never heard such nonsense. I trust him further than okay, I... Okay, okay. If it's two to one, I yield. But, speaking for <gasps> myself... Stop speaking altogether. I've just realised I haven't briefed you on what I told Mother. You mean you didn't tell her about Giovanni? Oh, not about him or about the foursome. Well, I left it vague. Said a friend of yours had turned up unexpectedly and that you... The were... car's coming. And that you were throwing a little party. Now, that's my story. And if you bump into Mum during the next few days, you'll have to stick to it. Understand? Understood. So, how will we arrange the seating? Uh, Linda, she will go in front? Yes, I was fiddled out of that. <laughs> I do not understand this expression. Well, it's just as well. It's just as well for Tina and I to go in the back. Then Linda can yield to you in the front. That he wants to smooch with me in the back. Ah, smooch. Now, these I understand. I bet you do. Come on, honey. Open the door for me. Yes, yes, all right. Oh, thanks, darling. Oh, it's fabulously comfortable. You can really sink back. I'd sink back more comfortably if Linda wasn't in the front. Shut up, David. So, we are on our way, see? See? Ah, now then, David, old boy, I suggest first I drop Linda, afterward you and Tina. Oh, no. No, the other way around. The other way round? If you don't mind. Oh, not in the least. It's midnight now, and Mother doesn't like me to be in late. <laughs> what am I saying? Yes, old boy, what are you saying? That it would be easier to drop me off first, and it would be, wouldn't it, Tina? Would, really. Ah, uh, no, wait, I'm not going to be fiddly-deed out of this. Well, that is, I, I'm sure Linda's mother wouldn't... Oh, could we have the radio on, Giovanni? Oh, but of course. There. You wish me to find some nice soft music? Loud. Loud? Loud, Loud enough, enough to drown David. You'll you wake up, Alan, slowly. Oh, David Bliss. Ursula Lloyd. Do you know it's three o'clock in the morning? Know what, Mrs. Lloyd? It's three o'clock in the morning. Vaguely, yes. Let's see, how does it go? It's three o'clock in the morning. Psyche's is joining in. Only she doesn't know the words either. Yes, yes, it is a good number. Especially if it's put over well. Still, I'm sure you didn't ring up just to I gather the party is still going on. What party is this? Well, the party Linda said she was coming to. Oh, good heavens, yes. Yes, I was forgetting. Forgetting what? So she told you that. T -t told you that it wouldn't be going on all that late. But it's still going on now. Yes, still going on now. And Linda's still there? Yes, Linda's still here. May I speak to her? May you speak to her? Yes. No. No. <laughs> Lost her voice, you know, um, what was shouting to make herself heard and, and singing and, and, and I'll think of something better. Um, that is, I, I've got a feeling your daughter may already have... The devil's going on, as you see. Hold on, would you, Mrs. Lloyd? Mrs. Lloyd? Linda's not home yet. Oh, for the love of Mike. Hello, Mrs. Mike. Sorry about that, love. <laughs> no. Mrs. Lloyd and scrub round the love. You were saying you've got a feeling... That your scrub has already left. <laughs> your daughter... And she has. Left a good five minutes ago. Well, not on her own, I hope. Not at this time of night. Well, uh, no. No, as a matter of fact, um, my brother-in-law, Tony, 
took her home in the car. Oh, Why drag me into it? Hold on again, would you, Mrs. Lloyd? I'm afraid it's a bit hectic at this end. What the blazes is the idea of dragging me into it? Well, it was the first idea that came into my head. It's the first ever, and needless to say, a disaster. What's more, we're stuck with it. But why is it a disaster? Because, wooden top, having said I've already left with Linda, her mother's going to expect her back at any moment. Oh, gosh, yes. Where is she, do you know? On the other end of the line. Blockheads. Oh, Linda, you mean. Giovanni was supposed to be driving us straight home. Time, then? Midnight. Ah, uh, I thought so. I don't know, look, Tony, you're, you're just jumping out. I'll jump on you if you don't shut up. So she's already been adrift three hours, eh? Yes. Right. Tell her mother I took a whole car full of people home and that I may be dropping off some of the others first. Ah, yes, I see. Mm. So I can't say exactly when Linda will be back. No, but if pressed, take a risk on it, say half hour or so. Certainly not longer than an hour. Okay. Yes, okay. Oh, and David, say you didn't see the car go yourself, so you've just been checking up with somebody, right? Right. right. Oh, David, make it sound convincing. Remember, I'm involved now. <laughs> yes, right up. Hello, Mrs. Lloyd? Yes? I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, only I didn't see the car go, so I've just been checking up with Tony himself. Um, yeah, but, but, but not with that Tony, uh, another Tony. We've we got quite a few Tonys here tonight, actually. But I, I can take it that your brother-in-law's bringing Linda back. Oh, yes, we're definitely stuck with that. Well, with that awful problem of getting everybody home. What time can I expect her, roughly? Um, I should say in half an hour or so. You must have had quite a lot of people there altogether. Oh, quite a lot, yes. Twenty or thirty by the sound of it. Oh, at least that, yes. Ah, well, I won't keep you. I'm sorry to have got you out of bed. Oh, that's all right. I'm sorry I was... I wasn't in bed. Good night, David. Good night, Mrs. Lloyd. I shall devote any spare time I may have to inventing a word to cover exactly what you are. Why? What did I say wrong? Apart from what I said wrong. You let Mrs. Lloyd trick you into saying that we'd had at, at least 20 or 30 people here. Mum questions Linda. Linda says something Mum like Mum reports six. to Dad, branding me as an accessory. Dad spreads the word around. The affair blows up into a major scandal. You lose your job. My business drops away to nothing. I'm forced to sell the house. And we all have to move to another town. Not all of us. Dead men don't move. <laughs> you know what this means, of course. Well, you've just got to find Linda before she gets home. Do you know the phone number of Giovanni's hotel? Well, not offhand, no. Anyway, what's the point? I mean, if he was there, Linda would be... My good heavens, you're, you're not suggesting he's taken her back to his... To his no, his... no, 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 I'd say it was highly unlikely. To put it mildly. But we've got to start somewhere, haven't we? Yes, and if they went on somewhere else after, I suppose the hotel might just have a clue where they might be. Didn't you tell me he'd hired a Bentley? Hmm? Yes. Beautiful job it is, too. Big. Oh, enormous. Plenty of room in the back. Masses. You can sink back and really stretch your legs out. <laughs> it's not by any chance fitted with a phone. No. I must say I'm surprised at you, Tony. Surprised? Well, wasting time chatting about the car when we should be trying to work out where they are. We're keeping watch outside Linda's house, Anne. No sign of her yet, but Tony thought it was time I reported in. Are you speaking from a call box, Panda One? <laughs> yes. Oddly enough, our patrol car isn't fitted with a two-way radio. Any news your end? Plenty. Mrs. Lloyd? Rang up to say Linda still hasn't arrived home. Well, it's a good job, in a way. Never mind about that. Now, listen. I told her that Tony had phoned me to say the car had broken down and that the all-night taxi service doesn't seem to operate at this time of night, that the breakdown van won't be there for half an hour, and that in the meantime, he'll keep on trying to get Linda a taxi. Clear? Yes, quite clear, Control. Your message timed at 0358. <laughs> Two minutes to four? Well, you
you'll be able to hear the dawn chorus. Yes, and I've got an awful feeling Tony will join in. How is Panda, too? Nodding off by the look of it. Why, can you see the car? The call box is only a couple of yards away. Convenient. All round. The Lloyds have got a tall hedge. We can see through it, but I doubt if it... Anne! What? I think I just saw Linda going in through the gate. Over and out. Roger. Roger, Roger, I, I mean, Tony. Hmm? Yeah, Linda's just gone in through the gate. Well, don't just stand there. Get after her. Yes, right. And David, don't talk to her outside the front door. Bring her out here. Why? Never mind why. Oh, gosh, yes, I get it now. Her mother might come down. David, the girl's halfway up, up the garden path. Your message timed at... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get right. <laughs> of all the stupid scatterbrain. How can you scatter what's never been there? <laughs> Linda, Linda. <gasps> David, you gave me quite a start. I know, and I still caught up with you. How do you mean? I, I, I can't talk to you here. You can't talk at all by the sound of it. Come out to the car. Why? Your mother might come down and open the front door. I already have. Already has. Come on, quickly, before she... <laughs> Mrs. Lloyd, I, I didn't realise you'd sneaked out. What on earth are you doing here, David? Bringing me home, of course. Oh, no, dear, that won't do. David told me Tony was bringing you home. Oh, he did? The whole thing couldn't be more of a mystery. Come along inside. Shut the front door, Linda. In here, David. Ah, thank you. Now, the last thing I heard was that Tony's car had broken down. Oh, but then I expect you know all about that. Oh, yes, Control told me when I reported in. <laughs> um, Could we have that again? Slowly. No, Anne told me when I reported in from saying goodbye to the last of the guests. And that, that, Mrs. Lloyd, is how I happened to be here. I got onto the all-night taxi service, managed to get one straight away, picked Linda up and brought her home. Oh, well, that solves that. Did you enjoy the party, darling? Fabulous time. Know anybody else there besides Tina? No, not a soul. How very strange. What's so strange about it? Oh, come now, Linda, you must admit it is a bit surprising. Why? Well, let's face it, it was a pretty big foursome. Um, foursome? For some of the time, I was going on to say. <laughs> there were 30 or more people there. Well, I was just going to say I'd love a cup of coffee. Would you like to go and make some, darling? Oh, yes. Yeah, all right, but don't you bully David now. Whatever happened was my fault, mine alone, and nobody else's. Now, I wonder what she meant by that. Just what I was wondering. Well, let's stop, hmm? We've had enough mysteries for one night. I think it's an awfully good idea of yours to learn Italian, David. Well, I don't know about that, but the chap who's teaching me is absolutely marvellous. You parlo l'italiano. Oh, no, don't tell me you speak Italian. Well, I just have. Yes, well, so far, of course, I, I've only learnt the sort of phrase I'd use if I was speaking to overseas buyers. La vedrò domani mattina alle ore nove. Well, there you are, you see. I'd never use that. Oh, but all I said was, I'll meet you at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. No, I know, that's what I mean. I'd never meet them that early. Oh. I don't suppose you'd ever use Benvenuta in Inglaterra. Oh, no, never. Welcome to England. Yes, well, after that, there's only one answer. What? My chap must be Spanish. <laughs> only joking. Truth is, I, I'm so tired, it's completely gone out of my head. Truth is, it's been a lie from start to finish. No, whatever makes you think that. Because it sounded like it. Ah, uh, yes, but you're forgetting something, Mrs. Lloyd. You're talking to me. Meaning what? I always sound like that. Good night, David. Good night, Mrs. Lloyd. Oh, do you want to phone for a taxi? Uh, no, no, it's all right. I've got Panda 2 waiting outside. <laughs> Giovanni Francesco Bergonzi, very much a man and very much to be trusted. So going to the nightclub was Linda's idea? Yes, said so herself on the phone this afternoon. Sounded as fresh as a daisy, too. Nice <laughs> well, morning Giovanni did at lunch. He's having an early night tonight, by the way, so we can all... Oh, that'll be Tina. Hello? Oh, hello, David. It's Mrs. Lloyd. When Linda arrives, would you tell her I found one of her earrings lying on the floor? You know, just in case she thinks she's lost it. All right? Uh, yes, yes, all right. And see, she's not too late this time. Bye. Goodbye. 
What on earth was all that about? I haven't the foggiest idea. But I think I know what it means. What? Night patrol for Panda 1 and Panda 2. That was The Life of Bliss with George Cole as David Bliss, Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Muriel Pablo as Tina Holliday, and Percy Edwards as Psyche. Giovanni was played by Anthony Vickers, Mrs. Lloyd by Pauline Letts, and Linda by Carol Mason. A Life of Bliss is written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by Edward Taylor. Thank <laughs> you.